So Spotify told us all to wear condoms again this year with Spotify wrapped. Or if you're like me, it's Apple Replay. So who was at the top of your Apple podcast wrapped or whatever it's called? Kim Petras, of course. Um, my like number, my top three were, or my top five was very interesting. Kim was my number one, which I feel like is no surprise to anybody. Mm. But my number two that's an album. Shit. Where did that go? Who is shit? Um, but oh, there it is. Shamir was my number two. I don't know if you know Shamir. They're a non-binary artist. Slay. Dorian Electro is my number three. That checks out. And Sam Smith was my number four. Ooh. So like trans and non-binary <laughs> for my entire top four. Mine only gave me three for my top three. I think it's because I get obsessed with like three people. So obviously Caroline Rose and Remy Wolf always at the top. But this year I had a new number one and I was like, what? Oh my God. But it all made sense. It was me. No, it was Jesse Ware. Oh, I know. So what was your top songs of the year? Uh, I think it was free yourself and pearls by Jesse Ware. Pearls is a really good one. I love it. Mark loves that song and wants to do it in drag someday. My like top three songs are tainted. They're tainted every year. Oh yeah. Because when I get in my car, it just starts playing alphabetically. Oh, I hate that. So like the first three songs are like the first three songs that play alphabetically because I don't always immediately change it. Oh. So my top three songs are tainted. Tainted. I love that. But if it hadn't been tainted. Tainted and painted. I once did that to a guy. It would have, oh my God. It would have been Only Love Can Save Us Now by Kesha. would be my number one. My number two would have been Sodom and Gomorrah by Dorian Electra. Oh, I was like, you read the Bible? And then my number three would have been No Need to Argue, which is a Boulay Brothers cover of oh the cranberries okay. and i don't know how that made it to number yeah. three how appropriate for the monsters of rock episode Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. I hate everyone! Fawn. Bros before hoes, chicks before dicks, inbies before bimbies. Flapjack! Hi, horse. <laughs> Hi. Our, um, hi. <laughs> okay, I just need to preface this episode by saying I have had the longest day ever. It's like w- one of those days at work where it's like the dreaded day of the year. Yeah. Just because it's like, oh my God, I have to get there at like 5 a.m. You work until right before we record for the podcast. So I'm a little out of it. Um, but ha, I'm hi. happy to be here and yeah. excited to talk about the we're, Dragula. We're in busy swing at work myself. So y'all are swingers over there at the embroidery yeah. shop swinging from the rafters and can we get an update on your head it is a lot better i've heard that about you <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> i felt it coming i said let's roll with it um it's a <laughs> lot better it's still a little like raised yeah this is gonna scar and i hate that Aww. but all the like scabs are gone i'm hoping that'll be fine enough for me to put makeup on um 
Saturday for family friendly. Well, all ages drag show. Yes. Yeah. Not all, not, uh, Honestly, I, I think it's words. the perfect excuse for you to get a facelift. I can't afford a facelift. Yeah, but you really need it. <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> you said bitch you're turning 30 in january oh yeah are you excited to be super old yeah <laughs> I'm, i've already got the grays that qualify me for it so oh my god i feel like all of our listeners i mean with spotify raps coming out today we got like our spotify for podcasters wrapped too to like learn a little bit about our listeners and most of our listeners are over the age of 30 and it just cracks me up because i'm sure every time i talk about 30 being old they're like cringe that's what my intro was gonna be oh there could be 99 podcast <laughs> listeners in a room but all it takes is one one to believe in you well write it down you can save it for next time <laughs> <laughs> also i have to say i loved love loved our last episode with rocky horror minute yeah i i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did i was kind of like fangirling the whole time because we were meeting people who i've only ever heard of their voices in my head before but i don't know every time i listen back it just makes me so happy i feel like it was really really funny so we've had good some good us. episodes we have and i think at the end of the year we should do like uh another recap episode looking back on the year like we did um for last year i don't know i just thought that was really nice because yeah yeah but i feel like i'm getting to fall of the week stuff way too early <laughs> um i know we have a good bit to talk about with dragula this week and we also just have a lot going on in our lives so why don't we jump in to this week's review but i guess first we need to do our plugs this saturday we've already mentioned it we are having an all ages drag show that is saturday december 2nd at 12 30 p.m at birmingham festival theater you can get your tickets online at bftonline.org we have a very special lineup with Buttons, Diamond Swisher, T. Wyland, Flapjack, and myself. Hell yeah. Come out and have a good old gay old time. Yes, with all ages. It's going to be a really good time. Uh, also, we might be performing on the set of Seven Santas. Uh, so, hey, you might get a little preview of what that show is. I've been spending a lot of time prepping for that over Prep. at BFT. That's right. I'm on it every day. Have, did you see uh, that Netflix show, Glamorous? no oh my god you would like it I is think. that the one that's got um what's her name from yes i don't know her name but uh, kim cattrall i think Ki- yes slay i got it okay. i love her yes she's i like great. want to watch it just for her because i this is such a tangent i watched <laughs> um later in life i watched sex, sex in, in the, the city. city and then i started watching and just like that and it's such mm she's so missed on that show yeah yeah i hear kim is like top tier everyone misses she's her my favorite um i have not watched sex in the city i need to get it together i need to get mark to watch it because i haven't watched it either yeah i mean maybe we should, we should do a little viewing party or something um but anyways in glamorous the main character walks in at one point and was like i'm a twink on prep i can do anything <laughs> it's so cringe but i love but it. it's so how people actually act <laughs> honestly it right? is so how people act while they're just getting dp'd at the glory hole i'm oh a twink on prep yeah y'all come to our all ages show uh, <laughs> <laughs> also the second wednesday of every month uh at 7 30 p.m we have drag bingo at highwire brewing um come on out that's always a good time our next one will be on december 13th that's I'm just right gonna take your word Hell for that. yeah i have a decent memory i don't know what wednesdays are <clears throat> And then on January 14th, we are having the Miss Magic City Comedy Queen 
prelim at Birmingham Festival Theater. The entry is $150 since we are after the pre registration deadline deadline we have one One more slot left so y'all go ahead and slide on into that slot so if you're a slut that wants that slot take that slit and if you're interested in just attending you can find tickets online on for that online at bftonline.org and as a friendly reminder, you can find all of the links to these shows as well as to get our merch in the description of this episode. Also, if you want to hear your very own words from our mouth holes to, to your, your ear, ear holes, holes, you can write us a review over on Facebook or on Apple Podcasts. And it looks like we have a new one. Slay. Yeah. Do you want to read it? Sure. This one comes from Toucan Keeper. Who that? I hope you can keep your toucans. <laughs> And the title of this one says, Funny and Fabulous. This podcast is one of my favorite new discoveries. Hi, Gay. They are such a joy to listen to, hilarious, insightful, and witty. Wow, is that special? Apparently. Flap's energy contrasts really well with Fawn's mellow disposition for a well-rounded show that is a true delight. Thank you, thank you. Oh my god. That, honestly, that was such a heartwarming one. It felt so yeah. genuine and like earnest. I live. And it like shows that they actually listen to us. I know. Because I really am the mellow one. Truly. You, like, I am so like talking this voice. Mm-hmm. And you're so like, hi, I'm flat horse. Yeah, no, I'm always um okay. Actually, my family had we had Thanksgiving, right? And I was telling them about how much coffee I've been drinking lately, and they were seriously concerned about me like is it normal for your urine to be caffeinated i don't know i don't drink my own urine so i wouldn't know if it's caffeinated oh well my subs are always bouncing off the walls (laughs) (laughs) flapjack don't lie to these people they know you don't have subs oh shut up okay let's get into this fantasy fag roster uh, so, as a reminder, Fawn and I took a bet at the beginning of the season, and we both had an even sort of amount of people on the Dragula cast. And at this point, wait, and so the winner... We didn't have an even amount of people when we the thing started, I because I saying. was down one. You were down one. But anyways, the whoever has the winner wins the bet, and the winner gets to not do what the loser has to do, which is where the loser has to do the scariest extermination of the season. And baby, I don't know. I think I may have a new top today. Um, and currently at the top of this episode, Fawn has, we are tied with Fawn with four and Flapjack with four. Uh, that Fawn has Blackberry, um, Anaphylactic, Throb Zombie with one win, and Orgotic at the top of this episode. And I have Fantasia Royale Gaga with one win, JK with one win, Neo Haru X with one win, and Cynthia Dahl. Slay. Slay horse. Let's get into this opening. What happened? And then we cut to the boulets for our welcome monologue in the black and white. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> this is a two-part episode. You already saw it last week. You don't get another Get the intro. fuck to the show. And I live. You liked this? <laughs> I loved it so much. I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of enjoying these more real moments from them. You I know? loved it. Where they're not just being all the, oh, we have black contacts in, and hello, blah, 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 blah. You know? They wear white contacts. Excuse Thank you me. very much. I am colorblind. My bad. Uh, yes. So, 
That's what happens. Then we get into the drag, filth, horror, glamour, and we go into the lab where Orgotic is the first on the slab. They say they really put a, jer- a curse on a Jarvis. Jerk. A jerk. They jerked Jarvis. Uh, they put a jerk on Carvis. They jerked Jarvis. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you believe in curses? Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. Have you ever cursed somebody? I curse people out all the time. That that's it? I mean, you don't you don't have like potions I've and pills and shit. I've never put a curse shit. on anybody because I'm not educated in that and also I feel like some of that might be cultural appropriation for me to do. Oh, okay. Fair point. Moving on. JK <laughs> <laughs> I'm so dead. JK says they're glad to still be around and everyone commends them on an excellent lip sync. And honestly, I agree. I feel like we talked about this last week. Like JK just really slayed the episode. Just call them Slay K um, or J Slay, whichever, because they really can lip sync. And Fantasia is is absolutely the breast. Allegedly. Because she is hot off of her own win. Honestly, this whole like little first moment was so good. Like everybody just like having fun. Yeah. And like they were giving each other their flowers, taking their little bitty jabs at each other, but like all in fun. I, I feel like people are really at a point now in the season where they're just much more comfortable on camera. And that's so nice to see. It feels like they've they've kind of started to forget that the cameras are even there. Um, and we're just really getting to see more of them, which I live for. I will say uh, one thing I kind of wish had been different with a two parter episode was I kind of wish we had had a moment where we picked up right after Jarvis got eliminated. I would have liked to have seen the cauldron from last week's episode. If there was one, um, just a little bit more of the, the fallout from that loss rather than next day in the lab. Um, That that, that would have been my only improvement for this episode since it's a two parter. But at the same time, it was nice to see this refreshing moment of people getting more comfortable. Um, And then we see, and we hear the debate. I will say Cynthia being upset about being flicked off. Oh yeah. What did you think of that? Did it bother you? Oh, Why? I flick my friends off I all the time. I think you were just coming to JK's defense on everything. <laughs> I flick my friends off all the fucking time. Do you know how often I just put my middle finger up at Mark? Pretty often. Regularly. I mean, every it, day. You flicked my bean that one time. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I feel you. I, th- I thought that was a little like, I wait, that seriously? Was a uh, <laughs> I mean, two things can be true. Um, so. Yes, Cynthia. I didn't. I didn't necessarily think that she needed to have this come apart about it. But I think she's just trying to make everything a TV moment. I, yeah, which I do same. live for. It, I give her credit for. It, yeah, it it very much felt like JK kind of flipped off everyone. Like you'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but I think they really just wanted to imply in this episode how in how tense it was for one group and how non-tense it was for the other one um, and they really seem to be setting it up for us to think that Orgotic's team is going to crash and burn whereas Fantasia's is going to get along and be perfect I called this shit yeah you did I was like oh my god this is literally what Fawn said last week yeah. <laughs> um, but actually and maybe it's too early for me to talk about this but I no, I think I think it's fine so like later as we see them working together right like they all kind of um Orc's team seems to come together and like unite to come up with more creative ideas. And in fact, they even used something I loved was that they used the beef that they had to inspire their performance. It was iconic. Right. Whereas Fantasia's group was 
it felt like they were scared to really say no to bad ideas. They were like having a lot of groupthink. But I also don't think they had many ideas. Same, same. But and like the only idea that we really saw was the whole katana, katana mic. thing. Mm-hmm. And that's all we saw. It did. And I will say, Orcs group felt like a collaboration, but with Orc leading the group. Mm. Whereas Fantasia's group just felt like a group. Yeah. And and I think, so there's this student development theory that I live, going to give you a little bit of my, the masters that I did. Uh, so there's a thing called Tuckman stages of group development. Tuck? You, mm-hmm. And man. <laughs> Are you familiar Are with Tuckman? Are you Tuckman? misgendering me? Never. I would never. But I mean, do you even tuck? Yes. We know that. Wait, I really? Talk. You talk? We have this discussion all the time. I I put those balls up in there and pull my wiener all the way back, and then I put on some top underwear, and I ha- I feel the fantasy. Interesting. So I like having a flat puss in drag. A flat puss. Well, I like having a fat bus. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Um, so Tuckman stages of group development there's this thing and I promise I'm not going to bore you with this right but basically the the whenever I talk to people about it the reason I bring it up is because there's a, a there's two stages that I think we're seeing here one is forming which is where people are scared to like say I don't like that idea we need to do something different right and they're all just like being nice to each other and I feel like that's very much what Fantasia's group was doing but it doesn't lead to as good of a solution or like an outcome right um, whereas I felt Orgotic's team had gone through this stage called uh, storming, which is where you fight a little bit. You experience that conflict. And if you are willing to address it and deal with it, then you can move on and get to a, high, a level of higher excellence. And I just was like, wow, that's really what we're seeing here. Throb like literally came in media mediated that con- uh, conflict or really managed it, I guess just by squashing it. Yeah. And then they turned out this amazing performance. I also don't really think Throb, had that much to squash because it seemed like Mm. everybody just wanted to work together to build the best show well okay i agree i think that was more of for cinematic effect you know what i i will agree with you absolutely but based on what we were what we what was being portrayed to me at least it seemed like orc and cynthia still kind of wanted to attack jk a bit it didn't seem like orc did it seemed like cynthia did oh in my opinion. Okay. Well, either way. In still, my opinion. In, yeah. That's my opinion! Well, either way, they got through it, you know, and they were able to, like, use that inspiration. So I thought it was really cool. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the inspiration theory Inspiration instead of perspiration. Exactly. And, like, what a smart thing to do. Like, you know the Boulets want this, like, high-level drama type shit. Use the drama from the season in your challenge like right. for monsters of rock that's yeah in the group challenge that makes a lot of sense i love it um then we get the video message and was it just me or did it look like they didn't like this the blood had stayed the same it looked like it had stayed the same okay and i'm assuming that's because it's a two-part episode maybe but jarvis i know see i was thinking the same thing i was like they should continue this blood so i hope that we continue to see more and more blood and maybe they were just like, it's a two-part episode. We're not going to do that. But What if this means Jarvis isn't actually dead? <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Also, though, they didn't... I will say, I, one thing I thought about was they didn't actually, like, 
physically kill Jarvis. They, yeah. they, they drop something from afar. So maybe it makes sense to not have blood on them. Yeah. Maybe they're really going to that level of detail. Yeah. But I still thought it was really, uh, I, I hope that they continue that trend that we saw from the first four episodes. Um, but we know from the, from last week that this week's challenge is battle of the bands and that the groups will record live vocals and they will be judged on those vocals in addition to their performance. And they also need to make a second monsters of rock look with, um, that are matching group looks for their band. How many looks do they need? Two whore. Wait, so they, they needed a second look. Yeah. They had to pull it out of there. Do you think they actually made it there? Like all of it? I don't know. I bet they probably, if it was me and I knew Monsters of Rock was going to happen, I'd bring something black. Yeah. I mean, that's just a safe go-to, right? Yeah. Like, just like a nice closet piece that you can embellish with whatever your through line is. Right. Um, yeah. So, I was excited for this. I'm also, it was also really cool to get this live vocal aspect of it. Yeah. How do you think you would do with like a live vocal challenge like this? I would give it my all. I would <laughs> I would get an A for effort. You'd sound like this. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, slay. Like that's how it should open. <laughs> <laughs> and Fawn has died. This is now just flapping. Uh, <laughs> so yes. They go into the vocal performance. No, recording booth. Jesus. Um, it just got so I just hit a wall. Lord have mercy. Okay, what happened, Fawn? They make it to the recording studio, which is actually the recording studio that the Boulets use for all of the songs that they have recorded. Yes. And honestly, like it's kind of just like classic TV montage of them like recording. Yeah. Except then we get to Neo and she's just screaming. <laughs> and I said, Oh, she's really going to be in the bottom uh-huh. this week, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. It felt like, Oh wow. This, you're just not reading the room gal. <laughs> um, and I was worried for her this whole episode. My booty hole was this tight, which I know listeners you can't see, but it was really, really wide, and which you, is a lot smaller than normal. Yeah. She, she's normally like a, Normally hot my, dog down a hallway. Yeah, my bussy flaps are flapping in the wind all the damn time. You should say you're in a G string. It looks like I'm wearing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the G string stands for G, where is it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're tired and delusional today. Tired and wired. What are we? What are we drinking right now? What do you have? You have Red Bull. I'm drinking the green Red Bull, the dragon fruit. Ooh, I would love sponsored. if Red Bull would want to sponsor us because Same. I try any of their seasonal flavors when they come out. I still drink the June berry one whenever I see it. I know it was a summer flavor, oh. but anytime I see it, it reminds me of the like blueberry one, which is my go-to. The blueberry or yeah. the dragon fruit are my go-tos. I'm having a white claw right now because Mighty Swell doesn't exist anymore. Rest in peace. Um, it's Mighty Not Swell. No, no. It is not. Mighty Swells were so fucking good, They too. were. I miss them Because we would go out of our way to go to Whole Foods just to buy them. Same. And then I would go back and back and back. And I was like, why is it all gone? Like, Or is it like, I thought it was getting really popular and it kept selling out. And then I was like, oh, no. It's just gone. 
Bitch, she died. Bitch, she died. All right. Now, I think we've already talked about everything regarding like them preparing for the performance. Yeah. So at that point, we get into making the looks and putting on makeup. Um, And honestly, the second... The second Orgotix team walked in with those headpieces that I'm assuming he made overnight. Yeah. Uh, I was like, they win. Yeah. Like, obvi. It, yeah. Like, from that moment forward, I knew there was, without a shadow of a doubt, that. Yeah, there was no question. They, they got it. it. The, like, level of makeup that was on them when mm-hmm. the, like, alarm happened, though was like far less than is usually on people's face when that happened. So I was a little bit hesitant. I was like, we'll see if they actually do have time to like get the, or if they're going to like look crusty. And of course they looked great. Well, they looked crusty, but it was like great. You know, I mean, it was (laughs) intentional crusty, Uh, not like crusty, bad crusty. Right. It was the crusty crab pizza. Uh, Yes. Crusty crab pizza. Pizza. That's how I do it in the um, Monsters of the Rock challenge. Oh, yes. Oh, I forgot to answer that question for myself. I would say, I think that I, how I would think I would do, I think I would do fine. Like, I don't think I would be in the top. I don't think I'd be in the bottom. I can carry a tune, but I know I don't have like an amazing voice. And Anna? Phylactic? Exactly. Awful. And, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was so brutal. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, but people have heard me at karaoke, and that usually clears a room. So I, I just have to really my farts usually think and clear a room. I know, sounds about right. Um, I w- one other thing that I wanted to mention was when Fantasia te- Fantasia's team said they were going to do kiss inspired looks. Basic. Yeah, it just felt like basic. It, it was especially after Blackberry just did that last week. Yeah, basic. It's like oh, rock music. What's something that's rock? Kiss. So do you... It's just... just do you feel you would have had an... Insp- I, I personally wouldn't. Like, I don't listen to the, the type of music that was being performed in this episode. Like, do you feel that you would have had a different inspiration for it? Like, what? what's a better way to go other than what we saw You don't from have to have, like, a specific look inspiration. You just have to understand the vibe. You know? You know, I don't, and that would be a problem for me. I think anything like black with like a studs and safety pins and stuff like that is always a safe way to go with it. Mm. Like black with like silver embellishments. If you want to add some like neon like toxicity to it, like a neon green or neon orange or something like that as like a through line, that's also great. Or if you want to do black and red, also great. Black with a pop of color, fantastic with some like silver, like grungy kind of like accents. Yeah. That's what you need. I think I would like to, I do think that makeup is a smart way to um, find that through line because yeah. it's something that anyone can customize that way. But I mean, kiss makeup is probably not the way to go because we've seen right. that before and it really is right on the nose. I kind of wonder... I, I don't know. Now I realize this is not rock, but I'm thinking of groups like the blue man group, right? Like they, they have a consistent through line, but it's because of their makeup. So maybe, maybe that would be my inspiration. You could have like like still done like something signature that each person incorporated under their own makeup. Yeah. We could all be like Muppets. Fuzzy furries. Yeah. With a hand up our ass. Well, that's just you on a Tuesday. Manamanapadoodoo. Hey y'all. 
This is Twat Weiland from DIY Productions, a proud sponsor of Miss Magic City Comedy Queen. I'm here to tell you about our next big event as we get ready to ring in the new year. 2023 is almost over, and we're excited to invite you to the New Year's Eve Drag Night at the Nick. We've got not one, but two shows with a stunning lineup of performers. Make Drag Night at the Nick your last show of 2023 and your first show of 2024. In addition to the sickening performances, we'll have a photo booth, giveaways, drink specials, and a champagne toast to help you start your new year in style. Get your tickets now at tiny.cc slash nye underscore drag night. That's tiny.cc slash nye underscore drag night. Space is limited, so act fast. It's never too early for your New Year's resolution, so make yours drag night at the Nick. Rockin' back rolls. We're back, and it's time for the Monsters of Rock floor show. Oh, I really thought we had the back rolls. No, but we have Mama. Mama, this is garbage. I really thought we had the back rolls. And truly, I didn't think there was any garbage in this episode. I thought there was some basic stuff, but I don't think anyone was bad. I don't know. We'll get into it. So, Are we talking about the looks or the performance? Honestly, we'll get there. Because I... <laughs> <laughs> no, people were bad. You're right. You're right. <laughs> okay. So, Boulay Brothers. So, okay. If it, okay. All right. How do we do this? I'm forgetting how to podcast. So, if you are new oh, yes. to flapping and fawning, we have a very sophisticated system. Who about am I? Whether we to rate whether we like or dislike our looks. If it is something that I? we really like, it is a fawn. If we don't like it, it's a floop. If it is the best, most orgasmic Fantasia Royale, Gaga, Dupree, Sinclair, Essence Hall, Essence Hall thing we've <laughs> ever seen, it is a stop trying to make fetch, fetch happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> okay, so yes, we are going to be flopping and fawning and potentially fetching looks of this, but we should probably talk about before we get into it how we're going to do it a little differently this episode, since it's not like a traditional runway style floor show. Right. Um, so for the groups, are we just thinking that we will just talk about the looks for each one, but just rate them as a whole? I as think a group? so. Okay, cool. I think if there's like an exception to the rule in the group, we can like point that out. Yeah. And I definitely want to talk about the performances and stuff. So, um, it, cause this was a cool floor show overall, but let's start yeah. with the boulettes. Um, this is my favorite boulet look of all time. Wait, really? Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't hate it, but this is very cone of shame. Like th- they are like dogs that can't stop licking I, themselves at the vet. <laughs> I don't care. This is fucking fantastic. I love this so fucking much. The makeup is a detail that just takes it even further. I love this. Wait, how does the makeup take it further? With the blood I, splatter and everything. Fantastic. Wait, they had blood splatter? Yeah. Did you not watch the episode? I did. I watched it twice. I didn't see blood splatter. I actually thought Swan's makeup was not good this episode. No, I liked it. Zoom in. Like I liked it. Look, where is the symmetry gal? Somebody call Wes Anderson. What's going on? Look at those eyebrows. That's not an eyebrow. Look, exactly. Look at that. Look at that cut crease. What's going on? 
It's she. It's like she got smashed in the Flap, head. Jack, that is more symmetrical than your makeup ninety nine percent of uh, the time. That is not true. I am a symmetrical gal. Look at me. Hold on. Where's a photo of me in my makeup? Hold on. How is that not symmetrical, gal? Look, look, look at the <laughs> look at the right one. It's got a curve, and the left one is a a straight line. Not straight, but you know, like an angled straight line. They both have a little bit of a uh, curve. A little bit. But not even. Anyways, it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, is this a fawn or a flop for you? This is a fetch for me. A fetch? I Stop told you this is my favorite boo look of all time. It's not going to happen. Of all time? All time? All time? All the detail on this is like... There is a lot of cool detail. The skirt, especially the skirt. The skirt and the chest piece and the... Mm, I just love this. I Anytime they come out with something sculptural, sculptural like this, I... I'm automatically going to be on board when it's sculptural. And then when you pair it with like the l- intricate latex. Yeah. Love the latex work they do. Um, the, uh, the thing about, I don't know. The cone is really what's throwing me. It's, it is just so cone of shame like that. It, it drives me crazy. But in, uh, the inside was cool. Like, I, I liked that it had um, like the detailing of, I don't know. It kind of looks like veins on the inside of a rose Venus flytrap kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and there's all of these, na- uh, what do you call it? not nails, uh, thorns on the brim of their cone of shame. Um, I like it. it. I, I just, I don't know the cone of shame aspect of it. It just, it takes it to a level of, <laughs> it's hard for me to allow me to, uh, what is it? You know, suspension of disbelief for me to allow me to have that. I don't know. I'm just like, y'all look like, dogs at the vet so it is a it's a light fawn for me a fawn minus <laughs> slay that's right we also had as guest judges who dolly winner of season four of the boule brothers dragula also featured on dragula resurrection as well as boule brothers dragula season two who looks like a fucking snack i know this outfit isn't anything special but the makeup is fantastic <laughs> It did kind of crack me up that, um, what are Dolly's pronouns? They? Yeah. Okay. That Dolly was like, wow, white makeup and black leather. That's basic. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look but in the it's mirror. Different when you're a, it's different when you're a judge. <laughs> I know. I, I think that Dolly here, it looks like they escaped from a smoke break at I, the Atrox factory and it's nice and spooky. I want Dolly to bend me over. Oh my. Um, okay. And Jasmine Bean was also our guest judge. Uh, and they are the one that, um, the lip was lip sync to last week. Yes. I do kind of wish that we got to see Jasmine, watch them perform to her song. Um, but I think they, them, Oh, this is their song. Excuse me. Um, so I, I, w- I think that would have been nice from like a producer standpoint, but otherwise it's really cool to get to see Jasmine. Um, on the stage as a guest judge. Now, let's get into this fawn and flop of the floor show. The song that they perform to is Gods of Death by the Boulay Brothers, now available for streaming on all major platforms. Um, have you listened to it? I mean, like outside of the show? I have not. Slay. Have you? Yeah. Oh, do you like it? It's good. Is it about what we, is it like the same thing as what we heard on the show pretty much or yeah. is it different? Oh, okay. Um, and the one that is released with Orc is the same. It's just literally what we heard them recording in the studio mm. is literally what it 
the it, like one little bit the like put your soul in a coffer yeah that part is like the part that is orcs. oh so it's not like they have like it's not like a drag race like I'm gonna snatch the crown. I'm the number one. <laughs> Mama bitch. Swan, I'm gonna snatch Slay the crown. The house down, boots, Mama. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I'll, I'll probably give it a little listen. I what I it it wasn't like groundbreaking, like the like orcs being on it. But what I liked about it is that it was simple enough that it fit with the song. Like since everybody recorded the same thing. Yeah. And it wasn't anything that was too terribly taxing vocally. That way, anybody mm. that would have won the challenge would have sounded good. That makes sense. And I think that was a smart choice, considering this was just like, only going to be released if you won the challenge. I think it was a safe thing for like a prize for winning the challenge. But also, I think that's nice. Like, I think it's really yeah. cool to suddenly have this credit for music. Like, right. Um, yeah, that's really nice. Um, now, in the performances... What stood out to you? Uh, or how should we do this? Should we talk about like the looks first? I mean, we've already kind of already have. Um, yeah, let's talk about the looks, and then we'll fawn and flop based on the looks, and then we'll get into the performance. Cool. Okay, let's start with gods or what is it? Hell's for foreplay. Hell's foreplay. Hell's foreplay. So this was Fantasia's team. The Kiss inspired looks. The team featured Neo Haru X, Blackberry, Fantasia Royale Gaga, and Anaphylactic. And on the whole, I didn't think that they looked bad per se. Um, but really, I, I just didn't. It, it wasn't really all that noteworthy. Was the thing to me. Um, and to me, noteworthy at this point is bad, or nothing noteworthy at this point is bad. You know, I mean, yeah. In a Especially what Neo sense. is wearing. What is Neo wearing here? Panties with like a little fishnet dress and then fantasia's just wearing a black bodysuit with a fucking belt thing i don't know anna's got the best outfit and i don't love it when anna Mm. has the best outfit i hated her hair though (laughs) um blackberry had the best hair um it's a flop yeah i mean i guess you're right yeah I, I would I would flop this overall. Um, what what stuck out to you from their performance? I I have to say Neo like. <laughs> Are we talking bad, about good or bad sticking it, out? Just what either like like I have to say with Neo. Obviously, I love her so very very much, and the whole time like I just couldn't stop laughing because it was so so bad, <laughs> and I I very much felt the vibe. I think Dolly gave the critique of it was so awful at first. It was like. Oh my god! But it was so bad. I just couldn't stop looking away, and it just was like, "What girl? Chill out! <laughs> Have you never seen anyone play the guitar? Like, who? How? What are you playing to be doing that?" I motion? like. It was so bad that I wish you would have gone home. What? No, that's a, that's a stretch. Is it a stretch if it's how I feel? Com- okay, I don't think that's a stretch if it's how I feel. I mean, that's fine. You're allowed to to feel that way, but I think she was absolutely the worst in the challenge. Okay, hands down. All right, that's fine. She was the worst in the challenge and had the least impressive look on her team. Okay, so compared to Anna, who like 
I don't know. Did Anna have any looked sent out comments to you? Looked better. And then, honestly, both of but what both of them felt like was two kids that went down to the basement and started playing with their parents' instruments. Instruments. Yeah. I feel that. Fantasia didn't even know all the words if you watched close enough. I didn't because honestly, I was way more just focused on Neo, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is crazy." <laughs> Blackberry was great. Blackberry was great. Yeah. Blackberry was by far the best in this group. Mm-hmm. Okay. By far. Anything else about this? No, because I don't have anything other nice to say. Okay. <laughs> well, then let's move on to Chaotic. Um, so with Chaotic, tell us about the looks. Everybody has their own v- variation of the like orc gothic um, horn prosthetic thing. And like everybody's makeup is still like them, but mixed with orc and i don't know it everybody just looks so good and their outfits even though they were like black outfits were still like dynamic outfits like cynthia's with the shoulders and the pants i don't know that it fantastic i i don't know there was nothing that really stood out to me about the outfits so much but really those headpieces were yeah so good they really just tied it all together for me um and uh, honestly i wasn't really looking at anyone's outfit on either team um but yeah I, I, just the performance it, uh, itself like they had they had all the inspirations of the gags from their drama like the yeah. the, the blood um spilling on jk's head um, I think it was Throb was making out with Cynthia. Yeah. That was fantastic. Um, they licked Cynthia's ass and then spit some blood onto Cynthia's ass. Oh, that was Cynthia's ass? I thought it was Orcotic's ass. It was Cynthia's. Oh, okay. I can't tell my asses apart. Um, yeah, this this was so freaking phenomenal. It was a fetch for me. Yeah, same. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. I will say Cynthia on the guitar was incredible. Mm. like she i would believe her actually playing the guitar yeah um because like she was like getting into it and like doing like some show performance things rather than just like sitting there and strumming and yeah. strumming and playing the guitar were so is it like okay so the lead singers were orc and fantasia yeah uh, so do, do we have like a guitarist and then a bass situation is that yeah. okay so were the guitarists neo and throb and then no bassist oh it's the other way around yeah oh my god okay i have to say that i don't think throb really made sense on bass either because i was, think it was the other way around throb was doing a lot of thrashing <laughs> i was just like okay this must be the guitarist maybe it is the other way around i don't know i felt like cynthia i thought i agree i think cynthia was very convincing. i remember them saying i remember neo saying something about bass I, okay, I do too. And so when she but started playing it like she's a crazy person, playing bass. Who knows? Yeah, I, but I, I thought that Anna and Cynthia both looked more realistic, which is more like that. Like when you see a bass player playing, they're like strum with their hand, kind of limp wrist, you know. Um, so, but I, I, I thought that would be the hardest one to do because it's like you, you kind of have to limit your movement based on also, how I've seen like, bassists play. Are you supposed to move your hand like you're playing different chords? Because bitch, oh, for I this would, challenge, yeah, like I don't know, bitch, that would that's, fuck me up. Uh, that's yeah, that would fuck me up. I think that 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 particular read that came from Jasmine, yes, and that was a toward Neo. Well, I think it was just that the the playing was so well, crazy. They also like, just talk no about sense. it being believable, like they want it to be believable. Yeah, and I'm just like, 
So are you, even if it's not like the correct note, are you supposed to look like you're still changing and shit like that? Because that's a lot to think about. It's, it is. It's like strumming, changing your fingers and still performing when you're not somebody that plays a guitar normally. That they probably want it to just look not necessarily realistic, but believable. I think there's yeah. that, that line of, yeah, we want to see you sliding your hand on the, um, Pole. Stem? Yeah. Or whatever it's called of the guitar. Hand on your pole. Oh my God. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that is pretty much the goal, but watching this and really like, I don't think we've really reviewed a monsters of rock episode like this before. Have we, um, did Titans have one? I just, surely, right. Don't call me Shirley. I'm pretty sure they had monsters of rock. But I could be wrong. I don't remember. They probably did. I mean, it's a classic challenge, I'm sure. And everything was like callbacks to old challenges. Yeah. So anyways, I I feel that this just really gave me a new appreciation for this challenge because there really is a lot that goes into it. Like you have to think about not just how you're performing. You have to think about what instrument you're playing. And that I didn't necessarily think about that before, um, especially with drummers. Like I feel like drummers, are, that's the most visually obvious if you're off, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's hard to stick out because you're in the back, but also if you are off, it's going to be really obvious. Right. So I don't know. That, I, that's probably the one I would least want to do. Um, which role in the band would you want to be? I don't know because that's like a hard thing because like, it's easy to say the front man, but then the front man, while it's like theoretically the closest to what we like normally do, there's still a lot of, there's a lot more pressure on you being the front man. Yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah. I think being the lead singer is really hard, but it, I think if you do it like Orc did and you just have all these gags sort of planned yeah. and you're really showing that, um, chemistry with your team then yeah. you're set so okay i don't know was there anything else you wanted to mention from this i don't think so what did you think about the editing they did some like cool i enjoyed versus it. shots yeah like i have visual references here for us like of the lead singers that are paired and the guitarists and the bassists um the only ones that we didn't get something like that for was the drummers but i i really appreciated that the attention to detail that went into that it made for yeah. a really good montage well, we then get into the judging. So they mentioned at the top that we are officially halfway through the competition. Like, can you believe we're already there? That is wild. I know. It feels like we just started. Yeah. Um, it's announced that the winning team is chaotic with Orgotic being the winner overall. Um, the other winners on that team are Throb, JK, and Cynthia. And Hell's Foreplay is uh, the losing team with Fantasia and Blackberry is safe. And Neo and Anna as the bottom two. Did you agree with all of these placements? Yeah. yeah, same, honestly. And I thought it was so clear that Orc deserved to win this. Absolutely. Like, they were great. Um, Personally, I would have made a bottom three. Who Quite would, honestly, who would I would have made a bottom three. With Fantasia? I would have put Fantasia down there. If she was the team leader and she didn't know her words exactly, I would have dropped her down there. Mm. But that's just me. I, but if you're only going to have a bottom two, this is the correct bottom two. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't really feel that like I agree Fantasia wasn't great and Blackberry was definitely the best out yeah. of them. Um I would say Black but if Fantasia was exterminated yeah. in this, I would be kind of 
disappointed because I, I don't think she deserves I don't think to they go would have for exterminated this. her for this unless she same. just straight up didn't do it yeah same and honestly with a body modification like this she may not have because you know she's someone who really she makes a living off of right. her body you know right so um why don't we take a break and we'll come back and discuss the rest of this episode We are back in time for the cauldron. Cauldron. Yeah. There was, I felt Neo seemed to go into this with a pretty positive attitude for being in the bottom two. Um, and I thought that was interesting. Anna just seemed a lot more defeated to me. I don't know. What did, did you she? think? I didn't think she seemed defeated. How would you describe Anna in this? I think she was ready to fight for her spot to stay. Like, really? I think she like was like aware I think she was self-aware, but she also was like not going to be defeated about it because she's here to fight to stay in the competition. She's not just going to roll over and die. I just didn't see that fire. Um, For me, it was like she seemed she didn't seem like she was giving up necessarily, but I, I did think that she just seemed like, oh, I was in the bottom last week. I'm in the bottom again. And then I mean, in the yeah. in the. um confessionals you know she says something to the effect of i mean i was behind the guitar what else was i supposed to do yeah and i i honestly thought that was a very like that was kind of an excuse <laughs> to, it, but then when it came time for the actual extermination i think she had a lot more fight than neo did really yeah in what way well as soon as the extermination starts neo goes oh that's big that's yeah. bigger than what i had planned yeah but Girl. she still did it yeah you know um and i i mean as did anna um i don't know i to me i think if i was anna like if i was sitting in her shoes then i was like i i feel like the writing is sort of on the wall like having that back-to-back especially i know the track records don't necessarily matter in dragula all the time but being up against someone who has been in the top like every single episode yeah that's intimidating um at the very and least the boulets talked about it on the podcast it basically came down to track record oh really yeah i hadn't i haven't listened to that yet um interesting okay um so a few mo- highlights from the cauldron that i wrote down was i thought it was super funny that neo said i'm going to put the ts in trash um <laughs> and yeah also Fantasia brought up that Neo said she was going to slap JK if they kissed Orc during the performance. What are you thinking of the showmans? I don't. I don't. I don't think of it. Like, it's there. Mm. I'm not too invested in it. Yeah. I'm here for the drag. If the showmans happens, I've never been one that's obsessed with showmances when they happen, no matter what franchise it's on. Because that's not what I'm watching for. I want, Same. I want the drag, and I want the drama that is about the drag. This, I would say, this has actually been probably my favorite showman's drama that's I mean, been out there. Yeah, I agree. Because it, I it, because agree. it hasn't taken the center stage. You know, I agree that this is my favorite showman's that has happened, but it's still not like my favorite thing to watch. I'm glad that it's there. Like if it's happening, I'm glad that it's there. But it's not something that I'm like really like invested in mm. if that makes sense it does yeah no i i feel about the same i'm glad it, it doesn't feel like the same pivotal kind of 
um, storyline as it did for Titans. Or but, like on like Drag Race with Brooklyn and Vanjie. Yeah, it was like, oh my god, we're always coming back to this. But it, it's kind of like, oh, this is there too. And honestly, I think it's kind of a bright spot. I, I always enjoy it because both of them are doing fairly well. Let's see. This I, Honestly, this cauldron was one of my favorites of the season because everybody was just kind of like, just like the lab at the very beginning of the episode everybody was just kind of like have fun playful like little jabs at each other not taking it like how drag artists act in a dressing room is very much what this felt like agreed they would like throw little jabs at each other but it wasn't anything serious and everybody was just like cutting up and laughing and it was just like the jabs would just roll on off. It especially felt nice that JK wasn't being attacked <laughs> in yeah. another one. I was like, I'm glad this is a, a refreshing change of pace. Um, and I did think it was interesting though, that JK and I think Cynthia had a moment where they kind of bickered in the um, cauldron. And then we get this confessional. That's like Jay saying this week's challenge was a treaty, not a contract. So I imagine we will be getting back to our previously scheduled drama um, before the end of the season right um next we move on to the extermination with the trashy tattoos thoughts i live yeah i live and honestly i think anna taking the extra step to make hers nut tonight (laughs) instead of not tonight deserves bonus points Mm. i thought between that and nia being like Ooh, that's bigger than what I had been planning. I thought Anna might actually have stayed. I know. I was getting nervous too. Well, uh, I was getting nervous for my girl when she was saying stuff like that. I was like, just shut up. <laughs> just shut up and be like, I'm going to get it. Whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cause they are pretty, pretty horrendous. I mean, I live for the hot dog penis. Me one. too. I wish someone got that one. Hope for the best. I think that one's actually my favorite. It's probably what I would have chosen. I like want to say that's what I would have chosen because that's the one that I would want the most out of these. <laughs> They're all pretty awful. But I would have probably gone with the one that Anna got because that one's the biggest. I probably would have gone with that one because it would be, I think the easiest to cover up later because <laughs> you can keep a lot of it like the Eagle, <laughs> whereas it's easy to cover up. Like, or I think it's easier to cover up that line work on the double sided dildo and the not tonight or nut tonight. Um, yeah. So, cause I would definitely be covering that shit up. Uh, that's not very Dragula of you. It's not. And that's why I was on camp on a Kiki. Um, so yes, that brings us to our scare factor rating for this extermination on a scale of one to 10. As a reminder, the loser would have to do this. Now I do want to say for this, are we- I feel like it has to be a trashy tattoo. Okay. I feel like it has to be a trashy tattoo. Otherwise it defeats the point. I suppose I'm not putting this on my body. You don't, <laughs> like, I'm not saying so, that it has to be one of these three, but I think it does have to be a trashy tattoo. Yeah. I guess so. Do, do I get to... Who who would pick it? I guess you would get to pick it yourself. Yeah. If you got it. But it still has it to, be to be a trashy tattoo. And what, what determines trashy? I think that would... The, I think you could like come up with something on your own... And then submit it to the council. <laughs> okay. And then the council will determine if it's trashy or not. Okay. 
Very fair. What do you consider this on the scare factor rating? If we're like con- including the trashy yeah. aspect of it. I think so. Because I, I agree. I think like, it needs to honor the challenge, but I'm not putting this on my butt. Like it's a step down from that trashy. <laughs> I'll do campy, not trashy. I don't know. What what do you what would you rate this? Honestly, like, well, okay, that's the thing. I was gonna rate it a nine because I was more I was thinking of it like last seasons like titans where it's like you have to trust someone to pick the other thing for you but i'm not as scared of it for this i kind of want to rate it an eight and then i'm tied with bungee jumping because like because it is that's where i'm at i kind of want to rate it like an eight and a half and tie but then it'd be tied with like the worms because here's the thing here's how i think about it the trashy tattoo is going to be something that's permanent yeah. It's not the instant pain of it that is the problem. Yeah, I'm not Like it would be for the maggots. The maggot things would be awful for about five minutes. But this is something that stays forever. Right, right, right. Which makes me want to like tie it with the maggots. I don't know. See, that's I, I'm, it's literally the same for me as bungee jumping, I think. Because it's like, I don't want that. <laughs> but I, it's, it's not scary. Um... It's like I think the, that's what I'm going to do. It's the permanence of it. Yeah. I think I'm going to tie it with bungee jumping. I think I'm going to say eight. So what are we going to do if like we end up with these tied? Are we going to like... A coin. <laughs> I was about to say like <laughs> I don't draw know. one out of a hat or something like that. I like that. We find out what we have to do. And then go do it right then. Would it be that or would it be the other person ends up picking it? That changes the scare factor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, what I mean is like if it's tied, the other person picks which one you have to do. I don't know. I can't. No. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't know. We can discuss that later. For now, I think that we're tying we'll it tie with our it, highest. And we will, we will find some sort of tiebreaker. We will meet in the middle. But like if it's like a picking thing, I don't know. Because... I don't know. We agreed on Titans at least. Like if we when we picked a tattoo for the other person, like it's not going to be this awful. Where would you thing. get it? I don't know. It depends on what it was. You know, like I'm personally okay with if we did if it's a tattoo, same rule as Titans. Like other person picks it, we're not doing some awful MTV trash. Like I think it still needs to be a trashy. Tattoo. It can be trashy, but not like dick and balls <laughs> you know what i mean that's that's crazy you you said no dick and balls just the cage please oh my god leave me alone <laughs> uh i don't know i'm okay yes we will figure out this later but it's i think for me it's gonna be an eight yeah i think it's gonna be an eight and a half for me okay okay i feel like everyone's gonna be mad at us <laughs> because we're tying. tying it and leaving this in limbo but also if you have opinions on what we should do for a tiebreaker leave it in a, in five, a five star, star review. review thank you that is a great that's that wins the challenge congratulations fog <laughs> which brings us to the death scene of the episode they had us waiting to see who was going to turn that corner i know i was i was holding my breath i was like okay what's what's happening i said who is it going to be who's it going to be which one of us is going to be down a person on our roster right but i felt pretty confident it was going to be anna I mean, honestly for i don't did you really think neo was going to go you maybe thought she deserved but did you think i think she deserved it because of like the challenge plus extermination i thought neo deserved it based on 
isolation this one episode i think neo deserved it mm. i think if you're basing it on the entire competition anna deserved it yeah but they don't do it isolated based on one episode they do it based on the whole series i think it also just depends on i mean they're, they're gonna put who in the top who they want in the top you know yeah so but i would have I, liked to see Neo. it was go. it was anna's friend so i was scared for her or um the bullet anna is the boule's friend so i was i would have liked to see neo go because that would be great for my roster <laughs> i like neo's drag i enjoy neo's drag however neo's drag is a thorn in the side of my roster so i would love <laughs> to see her go um <laughs> Yeah, and I'm happy for that because at least I have a thorn fall. Actually, honestly, I'm feeling way better about my roster. You should, and I because I was like, "Fuck, I'm screwed." I, but I don't know. I really don't know who's gonna win. I think it will be someone who ha- already has a win, and I would be surprised if it was J.K. Um, so that ro- you said it's not gonna be Blackberry or uh, Cynthia I, ju- I just don't Cynthia. think so I think that you need to have made a more significant mark than either of them have in the first half of the season personally Blackberry's been in the top multiple times yeah yeah I, I mean I, but I, I think that we've just gotten bigger moments from other people like Throb Orc Neo Fantasia I, I like- see Throb making it to the finale oh same I, I, I think the, the finale is one mix of if i had to pick a top three right now okay it would probably be orc neo and throb orc neo and Throb. you don't see fantasia going to the top no i think fantasia is gonna be in the top i i think it's gonna be fantasia i see her maybe top four well honestly i'm split i think it will be neo or orc i don't think that they're gonna put both of them in the top i really don't true they could do an extermination challenge between the two of them yeah and honestly slay it could go either way between they're Granted, really talented technically orc has the better track record now because orc's extermination was not a deserved extermination it was a forced extermination challenge true and neo's because orc's but not ne- actually been in the bottom but orc has been safe in episodes right neo has always been in the top when has an orc been safe and not in the top am i am i miscalculating i might be that the are you talking about the hotel episode no because that was that was the episode they were um cursed let's see because episode one was terror in the woods they were in the top episode two was garbage pale kids they were in the top episode three was haunted hotel they got put up for extermination by oh no you're right they were high every episode except for the hotel the hotel um so i they've technically got a better track record i guess it depends on how that scores so yeah but i mean no i i agree like i I think that's a better track record because they were only up for extermination and the boule said they were only up for extermination because jarvis put them there true i don't know maybe could who knows i don't know i feel good about orc well good i i i don't know we'll we'll see what happens um and that brings us to oh what did you think of anna's death did you i thought it was kind of like her run on the show not memorable <laughs> um, like we just walk in and we so you see I her walk in and there's all these people the ghost in sheets sheet thing was very cool really like all the ghosts in the sheets i thought that was really cool but that was it 
Yeah, I mean, like, just the stab. It was just, apparently, like, one solid stab. That's it. Apparently, uh, Swan got lost a few times filming that because they <laughs> had to film it a bunch of times because of all the angles. Apparently, Swan had, like, left and come back and gotten lost at one point. LOL. I live. That checks out. I need to listen to the recap podcast. It was a short one. Kind of like this. I mean, you don't, yeah. you don't really get the chance to go through lots of different... Um, looks yeah. you know to really this is a them. fairly straightforward episode yeah yeah um and the monsters of rock challenge has officially killed jarvis and anna so it truly is one the first two beast. the first and second death of my roster mm-hmm. Who knows monsters of rock fucked my roster up who do you think is next to go i don't know i really don't i think it's someone without a win to be honest. I think it's someone without a win. I don't know. And I, I don't I think, think it's Blackberry. Is kind of I think it's going to be Cynthia or JK. Yeah. I'm kind of feeling so. Unless Cynthia gets a win next week, which is possible because Cynthia does have a lot of storyline on the show. I don't know. It, yeah. She's like a narrator. Like, I, But also I felt Jarvis was a narrator. I really didn't expect him to go. I think it'll be between unless this really fucks Neo up because we don't know how this... Because being up for extermination either puts a fire under your ass or it fucks you over True. mentally. Um, and especially that spot, having a tattoo and having to deal with the tattoo at your crotch for the rest of the competition can really fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't see it being Throb or Orc. And I don't really see it being Neo unless it really fucks her up. I don't know. It could go anyway. This whole season is kind of like... There's no one in the at, lead. At this point, it's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And I kind of live. Same. I'm really enjoying that aspect of it. Like, it's so stressful, though, for these rosters. I mean, right. I know. But I kind of live. But from the top of this season, like, it, like the truly, like, expect the unexpected is exactly... Is some is the phrase to describe this season. I mean, right. aside from Satana being an early out, like... Satana... It's like probably the only like predictable thing of this season. Yeah. Um, Great. As far as like how I would have expected somebody to have gone. gone on the show. Once we're watching the episodes, I think each of these episodes make perfect sense of who's in the top and who's in the bottom. Who wins the episode makes perfect sense. Who goes home makes perfect sense for the episode. But just like the season as a whole, not what I expected. Absolutely agree. Well, are you ready to get into flops of the week? Yes. All right. This is our favorite segment each and every week where we flop something in this world by going on an, a 60 second uninterrupted rant about something that we think deserves to be brought down off of its high horse. High horse. Okay, Ma- Casey Musgrave. <laughs> Vaughn, do you have your flop of the week? Sure. All right. I will start your timer. This is Fawn's. Flop of the week. Your time starts now. My flop of the week is people who take reality television drama too fucking seriously and ruin the fun. This goes for people that watch Drag Race. This goes for people that watch Dragula. This goes for whatever fucking TV show that you're watching. And it's just 
surface level fucking drama that doesn't mean anything and you're trying to and you're using it to judge somebody's entire character i don't 30 care seconds if you think that diabetti was fucking mean on drag race so you hate her forever i don't care if you think jk is annoying so you really hate them 20 seconds i don't fucking care because this is fucking drag it's fucking entertainment because at the end of the day this is a fucking reality television show and you should not be using this microcosm of a show to fucking judge their entire character how about you go on the show and see how you fucking act and how people react to you and that is time and it ruins the fucking fun and that's why people who take tv drama way too seriously is Vaughn's flop of the week it ruins the fun i see it online all the time is that so that's where this is mostly like coming from like you just see it online i see it online all the time for every fucking show it one of the many reasons that I've deleted the Facebook app from my phone. Mm. Um, I have not seen people talking all that much about Dracula. I've Are seen you? a little bit, but it's also about drag race because I've seen a lot about drag race or like something would come up about a drag race queen on like Facebook. And I'd like make the stupid mistake of looking at the comments mm. and just the awful things people say. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Yeah, it's real excessive. Why do you have to like, why? Mm-hmm. What do you gain from this? Like, it's not that fucking deep. I get not everybody is going to be everybody's cup of tea. That doesn't mean you have to bring it up. Yeah. That doesn't mean you have to like have a piss poor attitude about it because it's not that fucking deep. I think, and also I think it's one thing to like, if there's a TV show and you're watching it, like, sure, you want to share in that camaraderie of, with people online or with your but friends. But holding on about to it, it like, but way yeah. after the season's aired. But going and commenting on people's shit, that's so inappropriate. Like, and holding on to it years after the season's aired. Yeah. Is there something like in particular that you're thinking of or like? Like, there's been multiple queens that I've been like, that I've seen like, Diabetti is one that I see it mm. with a lot. They give her a cruel edit. Honestly. I I see it with Roxy. And really, like, Roxy? Yeah, because of how mean she was on season five. Oh. Like just like in the comment sections of things, like I see it with Milk from All Stars, and it's like I see it, it with Thorgy from All Stars, which Thorgy has a lot has like escaped a lot of that because Thorgy has a really good fandom, but like. Because also, like, even in the comment section on YouTube, because I watched, like, the... I saw a few nasty things in the comment section on YouTube from when I watched the new, like, sewing competition thing that Monet and that gay TikToker are doing on, like, the Drag Race YouTube. Yeah. Do we like that guy? I don't have an opinion. I used to watch his, like, gay science videos, but they don't pop up anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It, I like his gay science videos, but that's about it. And that's all I know about him, so I don't have an opinion. I feel like there's a lot of people who are getting like a like a lot of um attention right now just for white twink mediocrity. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, it's actually kind of driving me crazy. I'm like, I don't think you would like, get this if, it, if you just didn't have all this privilege. His gay science videos were funny when I was getting them, but I don't get them anymore. And it's just like, for me, it's, that's all I get. That's That's mm. the extent of my opinion of this person. Yeah. There are people that I'm like, this person is great. He's not one of them. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I thought he was an odd choice to 
host this. It's 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 very much giving it's like, like someone who doesn't do drag. And it's two people it. that don't sew. Does Monet not sew? Not really. Yeah, that is kind of weird. She always struggled it? on the sewing challenges. Huh, you're right. Now that I think about it. I mean, on All Star 7, she did something that was like serviceable, but. With help. Yeah, with help. Trinity. Not amazing. So, anyways, well, yeah, no, that's very, very true. I'm just tired of it. I have seen a lot of talk online for Dracula about microaggressions mm. um, that are happening on the season. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, whether it be amongst the cast or people talking about it. Like what? Online. Um, with, and I have been debating whether I was going to bring this up. I originally wasn't going to bring this up on the pod, but here I am talking about it. I mean, we, um, we, we can cut it if you don't want to, but with throb, it started when throb told JK to stop talking. Yeah. Um, I, I noticed that as well. I was like, I would not be telling. Yeah. Saying that. Okay. And like some of it, I have seen the, like the talkings, but I've never, but there's a lot of it that I have not seen the explanations Yeah. of like, this is the specific thing. That's the only thing that I've seen like pointed out. I'm also not looking for it. So I haven't done the research and to find it, but I'm also like, if you're going to point it out, point out who it is, point out what they're doing because otherwise it's just a blanket. Yeah. Also I, though, I, I, think, I think that a lot of people tend to be like a white person who gets offended for someone. Yeah. And well, that is, I will say even odd. cornbread tweeted something about the microaggressions. Oh, really? Okay. Um, but for me, it's like, I'm not of the experience that has had the microaggressions against me. And I am from the experience of privilege. So I am not going to be as apt to see them. And I'm mm. aware of that. And I am trying to, but also like I might need a little help in yeah. seeing it. I mean, it, there, there, there may not be a reason for you to right. know that that is something that, um, that happens frequently for someone. But also at the same time, it. it's not a black person's job to educate me on like it's not a black person's job to educate me at the same time. Yeah. I get that. Um, totally. Well, I hate to hear that that's going on. And I know that is a, unfortunately a reality that we have in this but world. That wasn't like the point of it. Like the point was the stupid petty shit, not the serious talks yeah. of like the serious issues. If it's the a conversation, shit. yeah. If it's a conversation that needs to happen because it's something that is happening in culture, like that right. needs to change. Absolutely. Let's bring that up. Right. Let's not go hate comment under diabetes or whoever's comments or in their comment section. It's like, just about like, I hate it. Something. There's yeah. no point. There is no point. It does no good. You're wasting your fucking breath. And it's just like, I'm tired of the negativity. I'm tired of it. It makes it not fun. Mm. It makes it not fun to watch these shows. It makes it not fun to engage in things online. And it's one of those things like, I want to love drag. I want to love experiencing drag in all aspects. And when other parts I'm struggling with mentally and I'm seeing this negativity online and as somebody that used to want to be on these shows that I still kind of do want to be on one of these shows, it's like, do I want to put myself in front of all that? You know what I mean? Sure. Absolutely. I do. 
Because then it's like, oh, that means who knows how I'm going to come across on television. Because, I mean, I'm aware. I can't be very controversial in how I say things. So it's just like, it's really frustrating. Yeah. There's something that's really scary about putting your art out there for everyone to review and see. And yeah. I have to say this, I think this podcast has been a real bright spot in that for me. Yeah. Cause I feel much more, I, I honestly haven't engaged in a lot of comment section stuff because I don't think it's opinions that matter all that much to me when it's just a comment section. Like I feel that people who are experienced with drag, uh, like we are right. Um, I mean, as someone who's been on a drag reality show, like I get that it's a scary thing to not know what, it, how you're going to be received. Um, especially when you're not on the like producing and editing side of things. Yeah. You're really just cause like this, we're in control. If I want something cut, I'm just, I can just be like, Hey, can we cut this part? That. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. I think it's time for my flop of the week. Slay. Um, do I have a flop of the week? I think I do. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now that Fawn has talked about not being negative online, please do not cancel me for what I'm about to say. Are you ready, Fawn? Sure. Are right. you ready? I believe so. <laughs> Three. Oh, God. Two. One. Oh, that's the wrong amount of time. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. My flop of the week is content warnings that really don't need to be there, okay? All right! Listen, if you are scared of things like water, clowns... Sucking dick and cock. Sucking dick and cock, pickles... Go to therapy. I don't think it's anyone's job to give you a content warning for every single piece of something that is in a post. Gay rights! <laughs> I have seen lots of posts recently where someone is just doing like a makeup artistry look, right? It's inspired by a fruit basket. Content warning, fruit. That was a lot of Listen, I understand that we need to be inclusive of people. And that, that is a good thing to do generally. But I also think... <laughs> that it's a bit excessive to give a content warning for every damn thing. I Blow and popper. It's not my fault that you ran into an orchard one day Five and hit seconds. a tree and a bunch of apples fell on your head. It's not my fault that you bit into a banana and found a worm. I don't have to give a content warning for that, and I stand by it. <laughs> and that's why over-excessive use of content warnings is Flapjack's flop of the week. I don't know. Do you... Okay. And like, look, I get it. If it's things like... If it is real social issues, like like sexual assault, I see suicidal it, ideation... I've seen it with like spiders for like crafting, for crafting things that have spiders. And I get people have a phobia uh, of spiders. But we should not have to trigger warning, content warning, everything. I just think that it's, for, it's real excessive. Like, the fact that there's somebody is making like a macrame spider and having to put a content warning on it. I think you should just get off the internet <laughs> to be honest, if it's that big of a deal. Um, I don't know. Am I, am I wrong? Am I, am I, are we boomers? That? Are we acting like I boomers? Know. Am I a boomer? I don't mean to be, it was, just, it was literally something crazy. Like, no, but like content, I, warning, I get it. Fruit. And, and some I, people, I didn't put get it. Some like, I get it. There are absolutely <laughs> times that content warnings are needed. Trigger warnings totally. needed. Absolutely. But some of these, Mama, Mama, 
when, I feel when like you're this doing, is the thing that's gonna get us canceled. <laughs> when you're putting a content warning about a crafted spider that doesn't even look real, mama. I just I don't think it's mama. <laughs> I don't think it's necessary. I really don't. It almost like to me is like a little maybe it's a little bit disrespectful to like the actual like more serious ones in my opinion no i i agree it kind of makes me maybe that's actually problematic for me to say but I, like i don't i don't think it is because the thing is i i've honestly started overlooking that cw or tw thing because i'm just like, it's probably something stupid and I don't know. I just don't spend time reading it. And then I get into something. I'm like, Oh, there is gun violence. In this. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I probably would have liked a heads up. Um, not me accidentally laughing at gun violence. It was the delivery of the comment. Gun it, was the, it was the delivery of it. Not the gun violence <laughs> that I'm laughing at. <laughs> okay. Well, I know I feel this you being my final public appearance. Um, <laughs> anything. Cause I flopped content warning, but I don't know. I, and I feel you. Like, it, yeah. some of them just feel excessive. And the thing is, I, I, have, I have to say, I work in higher ed. I've worked in higher ed for almost 10 years now. And the thing is, I get when we need to do these things. And I often give content warnings in my own presentations. I've added them before. But it's just when you're getting into a more serious topic. I don't, I don't think you, you need it for everything you see online. It, it's, it's a waste of text. So, in like, my opinion. I get it when it's like like you're wearing a, a sweater with poinsettias on it today. I, you should not have to say content warning Christmas. And like I could even get it if it's like, for example, I'm like sticking to the spider thing because I've seen it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was like a crafted spider. I could get it even if it was like a more realistic spider that was like a really like gory, like mean yeah. looking spider. But like just for a like fake spider that is clearly crafted yeah yeah uh, no i agree if it's if it's a gore thing totally i think that yeah. makes sense and i don't mean al gore i mean a wound you know like I, I, yeah i get that and that should say like content warning gore or trigger warning gore something yeah. like that um no we ain't we ain't gotta we ain't gotta y- y'all can chill a little bit on the content warnings my friends so fawns of the week <laughs> My fawn of the week is overuse of content warnings. <laughs> okay. It, they make you feel nice and protected. <laughs> they make me feel so nice that people are... Content warning. Unnecessary hate of a drag race queen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't plan this far in advance. I will say with the... I know we mentioned it at the top of the episode, but honestly, the Spotify wrapped was... It, it led me to my phone of the week, which is honestly this podcast. Like, oh, I, yeah. I've been working on a project recently that has just had me doing a lot of reflection. And I'm just really, really glad that we are in this together, Fawn, and making this podcast because I feel like it is th- the best thing that I have done with my drag career, you know, being involved yeah. in this project with you. Because it's look the best at the thing impact we have made. And the least profitable thing that we've both done. That is true. But honestly, I, I mean, like yes drag is a business and you should make make money and and i think we are getting into that with the events that we produce yeah but the um just just having like a weekly check-in at the very least and since we don't make money off of this y'all can tip us on venmo or cash app yeah you sure can um or come to one of our events that's even better we love seeing y'all or both so I honestly, it, it really has. And I was just really looking forward to yeah. sitting and talking with you today, especially in like with Dragula, like truly it's, it's given me an escape from 
those negative comment sections because yeah. I used to spend so much time on Twitter. I literally deleted the Facebook app off my phone and I only get on if somebody sends me a screenshot of some drama or um, <laughs> if like, I need to go like share a post. <laughs> if I need to go share a post, like I got on to share the family friendly, not family friendly, the all, all ages, ages poster. Um, Buy tickets, please. But like I've deleted the Facebook app. And it mm. has brought me so much peace from doom scrolling. Yeah. Now I just play games. Nice. I live in my own little world now. I you don't have doing all that before. The, I don't have all the drama on Facebook to like make me even more depressed than I already am. Wait. So where are you seeing the the angry people if you deleted the Facebook app? I still get it on Twitter. Oh, uh, so you're so you're porn scrolling on Twitter? Yes. And, and then do you know how infuriating? <laughs> It is to get drag content while I'm trying to twiddle my diddle. No, actually, I I'm very just much trying do. to go to bed. <laughs> I'm just trying to get that little boost of serotonin so I can go to fucking sleep. No, I, I actually hardcore get that because you're in like a certain zone and then it's I'm like just trying boom, to go Trixie to sleep. Mattel. It's like ah! it's not even Kill that me. I do it for pleasure at this point. I need the serotonin to go to fucking That's, sleep. Uh, melatonin? Serotonin. Is that the same thing? They're in the same chemical family, yeah. Okay. Mix chemistry. Didn't know you knew all that. Um but I'm just trying to get the serotonin so I can like fucking go to sleep. New drag name. It's serotonin. not even like a sexual thing at this point. I'm just trying to fucking get my little boost to nap. And that's your fun of nap, the week. But sleep. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say that was my phone of the week. I was just extrapolating on what we were talking about, but that can be my phone of the week. Just no. jacking off. <laughs> no, that's not <laughs> my phone of the week. Because it's not even for pleasure. It's for, like, to get the job done at this point. Okay, now that sounds miserable. <laughs> Content warning. <laughs> phone needs to go to therapy. Probably. And just... Mm, poor. <laughs> my phone of the week... Actually, it was probably going to be the same thing as you. Getting the Good. like Spotify wrapped and especially seeing the different people that like have us and they're like top podcasting. Yeah, shout out to Craven. I appreciate you sharing that. That we were um in the top oh, podcast. I didn't see that you. because I haven't been on Facebook. But somebody tagged still, me on yeah. Instagram, tagged both of us on Instagram. I know Mark sent it and just seeing how many people that we're like in the top ten, in the top five. Like there's hundred and forty five people that we're in the top ten for. Yeah. There's 99 people that were in the top five for and 41 of us that we're the number one podcast for. Right. And like, I realize those are not like monumental numbers, but 41 people listen to us uh, pretty much every episode, you yeah. know, like that's, that's huge. So seriously, I'm one of them. Thank you so much. For, me, me too. So 39 <laughs> people that are not also on this podcast with us and <laughs> listen to what we say. And Flapjack, I, I listen that. to you every episode. I listen to you. I listen to you more when I'm listening to the episode than I do when I'm here. Honestly, (laughs) truth. Editing the episode makes me so much more intense. I'm like, fuck, I wish I said that. (laughs) All right, we need to wrap this thing up. Thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of Flapping and Funning.
Thanks for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well. And pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod and on Twitter at Flap and Fawn Pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at Flapping and Fawning Pod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Ta ta.